This is the Hometime Podcast with Andy Bush and Richie Firth. I'm stood here as we speak right now with a brand new haircut. Uh, and it looks really sharp. Thanks as very much. you're about to hear during the show when you listen back to the podcast. Do you know what? Today's, the, the, the podcast for us putting it together for you, Half Border, um, it's a bit of time travel really, isn't it? It because is. Because right now, it's actually quarter to five. We're recording the beginning of today's podcast of a show that isn't even a third of the way through yet. But I'm really, really excited about what is still to come in today's show and therefore in today's podcast. That's going to make my mind explode. That's like Minority Report talking about the future, even though it's nearly the past. And it's really fascinating that we're talking about this this uh, aspect of time travel right now because time travel is actually, and this is going to blow your mind, still to appear in today's show. Really? In the toilet, when we flush, right at the end of the show, right at the end of the podcast, if you're a half-boarder. Yeah. It's about time travel today. I can't wait to talk about this. There are so many aspects of it that are going to blow your minds. Do you know what? The two of the biggest disappointments in my life in terms of science, as we speak right now, one's time travel, the other's robots. Start with time travel. You, you would have seen a time traveller by now if there was any. Yeah. Wouldn't you? So that's disappointing. You thought they'd have, have definitely... Uh, invented them by now. Pause. Yeah. Not necessarily if they go forward and they don't want to come back. That's well. That's just like being pedantic, though, isn't it? For them. Not really. Really. I don't think so. If you if you have the ability to travel in time, you went forward a long time and were suddenly like, "This is amazing." Why would you go back? I know, but surely you've got to go back and take the credit and say to people, "Look, I've, I've gone back. Look, I've come back." Okay. Everyone. Okay. okay. Second one, robots. You know, we've grown up with science fiction being brilliant and, like, you know, like uh, C-3PO, R2-D2, all this kind of stuff. State of robots these days. Can't even get upstairs. What if today's... <laughs> Awful thing. What if today's Hitler's toilet was to include time travel and robots? I would be a very, very happy man. Still to come. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. With Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. What a crash-bang start to the show. No doubt before that oasis. This is home time on a Tuesday afternoon with Andy Bush and Richie Fern. One thing, one thing, one thing, one thing. Before we move into the show. Yes. So let me just take the listeners through what's happened today. You and I meet early on. Uh, we meet in a little cafe. We talk about the show. We eat a bit of tut. <laughs> we eat a lot of tut. <laughs> we certainly do. Uh, but then you moved off to go and get your hair cut. It's looked mm-hmm. sharp. I've said that ten minutes Thank ago. Thank you very much. I'll tell you what I've just noticed, though. You are in a different item of clothing than what you were when you were in the cafe with me earlier this afternoon. Excellent observation skills. What's going I on there? always, without fail, have to bring a change of T-shirt in or shirt if I get my hair cut. Because the, the idea of having, like, cut hair clippings around your neck for the rest of the day... Oh, it makes me sick even thinking about You're it. You're kidding. Honest to God, I've always done it. I that always is... have to have a T-shirt in my bag. <laughs> I hate it. The idea, like, even in my mind, it's like a nightmare of getting my hair cut. They do that bit where they get that old horsehair brush thing and try and get a bit of them away, maybe blow it with the hairdryer. And then, like, going for the... You know, we've got the pub quiz tonight, hanging out and chatting to people with hairs tickling my you neck. You need to pay Ooh. more. What my guy does is he puts a bit of talc round and then gets the horsehair brush. Really? I think the talc helps get... Uh, get rid of it. I, I just can't. This is why, for me, right, the bee sting thing from the other day. You know, I really don't want to go on how I nearly died, <laughs> but uh, being stung on the neck, quite. I'm quite sensitive around that area, and I just thought I'd let you all into just how weird I am wow. as a human being. So, speaking of letting on, uh, uh, letting people in on things. Oh yes. Later on today, I have to let you know about what happened with the boiler. Incidentally, you've requested a piece of music that comes on at every time when you mention this. Please, and yes. this is it. Here we go. I did ask for you to pray 
for my boiler earlier on this morning. Oh, yeah, it was a cliffhanger on last night's show, wasn't it? Plumber was coming around. It's been dripping since Saturday. Wow. He came around this morning. <laughs> I will tell you later on <laughs> the diagnosis and the outcome of what's happening to that needy boiler. 11 o'clock last night, I had people tweeting me with different suggestions as to how much that was going to come to. Yeah. You can still get in touch now if you want 8, 12, 15. How much was that going to cost him? Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Uh, Colin says, Bush, about time you got a haircut, you look like a, a spitting image Jeffrey Howe. The, 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 the boy's going on here. <laughs> this is not what this is about. What is it with, with Britain? And I, I'm kind of the same with this a little bit, where you have to point out, They'll say haircut at someone when they've had a haircut. Like you have to be the first person to I guess point I've out. been doing that since primary school. Why is it, though? Why is that? Ah, haircut. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> it's a reflex. To text the show, but not you anymore, Colin. You're barred, mate. Bohemian Rhapsody, long-awaited film that celebrates Queen and the amazing story of Freddie Mercury. Uh, I spotted the uh, Down Carnaby strike j- just around the corner yeah. uh, from us. Uh, some amazing Bohemian Rhapsody uh, Christmas decorations have gone up. Saw them on the way down to mm, work today. It looks very good. Uh, film traces the rise of the band, features their incredible back catalogue of songs, uh, follows them to their climax at Live Aid, one of the greatest performances in rock music. A hell of a prize on our website, absoluteradio.co.uk. Although I don't know what it is, is, uh, go there now to win an all-in-one stereo system. What's an all-in-one stereo system, Richie? Uh, I guess it's a stereo system that isn't in different parts of the room. But like, but like in the olden days, like you know, like your yeah, stereo stacking ones, stack that you did yourself. Thinking of your dad's one, yeah. That you weren't allowed anywhere near, near the needle that you used to put on a record. Maybe that is exactly what we're giving away. Dirty great dial on it as well. <laughs> used to love those in the olden days. Uh, anyway, and a copy of the soundtrack, and don't miss Bohemian Rhapsody. It's in cinemas from tomorrow. Change your tariff to fit your changing needs with Anytime Upgrade Flex. Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. Terms and conditions apply. On the way in today, had the... uh... The luxury of having a little bit of spare time and having the chance to uh, have lunch with my wife and the little man today. Aww. And uh, she picks off the shelf, get this, a turkey, ham, cranberry sauce, cheese melt. Now, is this, is it packaged in a festive way? Is it saying festive? Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Snowflakes and uh, bits of snow all over with a crimson packaging. It was definitely being packaged as Christmas food. Turkey, ham, cranberry sauce and cheese melt. Can I say I'm disappointed? in Natalie for that choice. <laughs> I'm disappointed in it. It's not Christmas yet. We've not I, even had Halloween yet. I'm not surprised that that's your stance on it and I'd like to say that I was the same but do you know what? I had to have a bite of it. And <laughs> I have to, to tell you, it. I have to tell you, it was really good. Really? Cranberry sauce is something that I think festifises any food. Is that an actual word? Absolutely. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> but I don't think it, it should be used more. I don't, why Why we keep cranberry for Christmas, I don't know. It should be all year round. It was fantastic. So are you happy then, just just to get to the bottom of this, are you happy with like mince pies all year round? Someone, eat, someone eating mince pies in March? Do you know, are you happy this, with that? This is probably why I struggle with it, because would I buy mince pies right now? No. I okay. feel it's probably too early for that. But for some reason... But am I excited by a turkey, ham and cranberry sauce cheese melt on the 23rd of October. Yes, I am. See, I think it's out of order. I, I think genuinely, there's some bloke, because we mentioned this uh, like a, a week or so ago, some bloke tweeted me a photo of a similar kind of sandwich, dead festive with loads of like red Christmas festive things on it. Uh, and I, a lot of people were saying December or not, you can't do that before. 
has to be December onwards. Do you know what I mean? As a rule of thumb in terms of when it's okay to eat festive food from. But the clocks change this weekend. I think it is all fair game. I think the moment the clocks change, you're downhill to Christmas, surely. Well, I think we need a little ruling on it. We're calling it on Twitter premature jubilation. That's it. (laughs) So... (laughs) Everyone's got a rule. I personally wouldn't touch Christmas food until we get into December. A couple of people suggested that you need to get Halloween out of the way at least. I will go and say it. I reckon it's all fair game now. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Premature jubilation. What's your view on eating Christmas and festive stuff way before Christmas? Matthew Harvey tweets, cranberry sauce comes out every time we have chicken at our house all year round. Disgraceful stuff, cranberry sauce. <laughs> it's not at all. And I don't know if it's part of the same family. Cranberry sauce is as bad as that. What is that muck they put on your plate if you have meatballs at Ikea? Loganbury. Yeah, awful. Oh, I love that. Just take your own jam in there, mate. No, no, Just get no, no, a spoon no. with some jam on Absolutely the corner. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, Carl Parkin says, Bush, you moan when Cadbury cream eggs were declared as only for Easter, so what's wrong with mince pies in June and mulled wine in August? Surely that's double standards. It is double standards. Oh, just have Christmas all the time then. <laughs> Are you one of those weirdos that they get on local news? with a Christmas jumper on who has Barry Christmas who wants Christmas every day of the year. You know that's not me. You know that's not me but you need to rail back on these double standards. You ruin Christmas if you have it all the time. Three words for you from an anonymous texter but who needs to put your name when you shut the case down as easily as this? Pigs in blankets. And yes, I did just click my fingers You did, but I think it accentuated the point. We had pigs in blankets, sausages, the roast dinner went for on Sunday. There you go. There you go. They weren't doled up as festive. That's different. It's because they are festive. I think rule 5.1 is an exception with those for some reason. Pigs in blankets exist because they're a festive food because the sausage is cold. Outrageous. It needs the blanket. Listen to it. It needs the blanket. (laughs) True. And Jim Byrne has tweeted, and I agree with this rule. Maybe this, this kind of solidifies what I'm talking about here. Christmas Eve to New New Year's Day, any other time, is just wrong. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Uh, tonight's the night then. We're very excited. It's the big pub quiz celebrating yeah. Absolute Radio's 10th birthday party. Uh, we said that we would do our bit. It's taken up a lot of cajoling to get us to actually write some stuff down, but we've got it planned for tonight. And it's like no other pub quiz. There are rounds that you would not find in any other pub in the UK. Uh, in particular, the Leona Graham round. So we're going <laughs> to do an entire round based on facts about Leona. I asked her to send me some information about herself, and I thought, oh, she might send me a couple of different things, whatever. Unbelievable, some of the stuff. <laughs> right, here are just some of the things that I'm not using tonight in the Leona round. This is facts about her. She started off in pirate radio, uh, a radio station playing R&B. No way. Get out of town. Uh, she slept at Absolute Radio before in a tent. Uh, <laughs> she, she can windsurf. And here's the one that still floored me. Uh, Leona at one point was the school tennis captain. Listen, if you want to come that? down and uh, meet this broadcasting enigma, some breaking news on this. You could be there tonight. One of the teams that was assigned to come down has just, through unforeseen circumstances, yeah. had to drop out of tonight's quiz. Oh, we were going to tell you their name and talk about them that, but they're dead to us now. <laughs> and they know that. They know that. So listen, 
All right? In three hours and ten minutes' time, a pub quiz is going to start at the Counting House just near Bank in central London. It's going to be one hell of a night. Look around you right now. Are there three of your mates that you can corral together and come to a pub quiz in London in three hours, ten minutes' time? Are you on a WhatsApp group as a bunch of friends? You can send out a little message, like a sign in the sky with Batman and the bat symbol in the clouds and get everyone mobilised? This doesn't necessarily have to be an invite to people working in the capital city right now, right? No. Three-hour window. You could be in Cardiff right now. Even Cardiff. Do you know what? Let's go to London and take part in a pub quiz. So get yourself involved. Table of four up for grabs to hang out with us this evening, and we're pretty cool guys. (laughs) Uh, How are they getting in touch? We just get people to text. 8-12-15. Text 8-12-15. Never know. We might see you tonight. New best friend. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. I just had a text from my mum during the show, Geraldine, cr- cracking mum name that. But weirdly enough, I just replied to her, and uh, I always, I always end my text or call her Queen, which is really call weird. Her Queen, Queen, and I've never really thought about it up until this point. It's, I think it's a Scouse thing. Uh, my nana from Liverpool always used to say about my mum, uh, "That girl's my queen." And my, you know, my right, mum grew yeah, up in yeah. Norris Green in Liverpool and right. all that kind of thing. Uh, that girl's my queen, so yeah. we've always called her queen as a direct result of that. That's a bit odd, isn't it's it? It's a little bit odd. And I was just when I was replying just then during that song, I thought, that's strange that we call my mum queen. But like, my brother does it as well. It's a it, strange old thing. When you initially said it, I because Natalie's nan, her mm-hmm. actual name was Queenie. Oh, really? So I was assuming that there was some kind of strange coincidence here <laughs> yeah. that we both had sort of like Queenies in the fact. But you, this is just a nickname then. Well, it's a nickname, right, from my mum and then her sister and basically, so my auntie Ronnie or whatever, her kids, who are my cousins, they call her Queen as well. So it does raise the issue of parental nicknames. I know this isn't just me. I know there are other people out there. I've got a feeling it could be. It you might know, just be because me. Because I don't have a nickname for my dad <laughs> and I never had a nickname for my mum. Really? No like, nickname no, for your dad no, or anything like that? No, no, it's just dad. Loving nickname for no, him? No, uh, uh, best, the old boy, but that's it. What's his first name, your dad? Tim. Big T? No, Capital no, T. No, it's just always dad. T-Dog? No. That's weird. I know there I are really people out there. I really think this is... I don't think there is. I think this is just you. And this is with love. It's a, a loving nickname for a parent. Absolutely, yeah. Well, it's quite reverential calling her queen, but that's strange. Well, look, we've got three minutes 40 on Cooler Shaker. If we get to the end of Cooler Shaker, no one else has got a nickname for their parents, then I promise I'll never mention it again. 8, 12, 15. Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Phew, I might be slightly vindicated. I'm just saying that we have always called my mum Queen and just asking if anyone has a parental nickname for either their mum or their dad. I might have to back down on this oh. one. Shane, on text, I call my mum Guinness. Also, me and my friends always called our mothers Guinness. Uh, Matt, no explanation. None whatsoever. <laughs> Love that. Matt in Bagshot, my girlfriend calls her mum the Mothership. <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. That's a great little nickname. Sean says, my dad's name's George. We call him Jorginho. I like that. He's a fan of Brazilian football. And Claire says, I call my dad Birdie on account of his name being Bertie, and he plays golf. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Brand new music from Richard Ashcroft. On Absolute Radio, it's home time on a Tuesday night with Andy Bush and Richie Firth. 5.29, Alex and Horsham talking about parental nicknames. Uh, 
Very early, lost my dad in January this year, but we called him Bob and have done forever. His name was Phil, no idea why. I blame the beer. I think it's fair to say... Yes. ...that you've had vindication on the parental nicknames thing. I feel like I can relax now. And I'm really pleased for you on that. It's interesting because I'd just like to take control of the show just for a second here. Right. And hark back 24 hours <laughs> and talk about vindication. Do you remember we were talking about our pub charter? Yes. I'd been in a pub, I went to order ham, egg and chips. It wasn't on the menu. How can you call yourself a pub if you don't have ham, egg and chips on the menu? Fair enough. And we were trying to get together, all pubs agreeing to at least three definite meals they have to have on and have at all times available for people Correct. to buy. Correct. And one of the meals that I put forward as a substitute was Hunter's Chicken. Hunter's Chicken. You'd never heard of it. I no. explained it to you. Yeah. I was stunned yesterday in mm -hmm. the response during the show, and I have to say since, to those who've been listening to the podcast, as to how many people don't know what Hunter's Chicken is, or those that do know what it is that don't like it. Do you know what? I, I've, I think the biggest shock about last night wasn't what people were picking. It was the, the outrage and uproar about Hunter's Chicken as a thing. And I even, after a very sleepless night last night, woke up thinking to myself, do you know what? I don't know if I can endorse Hunter's Chicken because I still don't think it's actually a thing. Well, my friend, it would be interesting if What's you're happy to endorse it, if you actually try some, because I've brought in... Some Hunter's chicken. He's I've prepared at home. How did you sneak that in? How did you sneak that in? Rucksack. So we got a demo is. going on. Here. Is this a demo? This is a demo, right, of your Hunter's chicken. So first off, these are just some uh, chips as a side, oven chips. You brought these in in a Tupperware pair of containers. This is how I would prepare and present a Hunter's chicken. Okay. So you got chips as the side. Nice. But this is the integral part of it, OK? Unfortunately, I couldn't find a... Uh... Now, can I just say, from where I'm stood, this Tupperware container with, like, a dark thing, and it looks like uh, you might bring a pet into school <laughs> if you found, like, a, a dormouse or something. Uh, this is cold, so we'll uh, we'll microwave this. I'm sure it'll taste lovely. It'll be fine. In a second. So, can you see, this is the integral part of the hunter's chicken. What we've got there is a butterflied, whacked-out chicken breast. Right. On top of that, slice of processed cheese melted on top of that rather sex sexily wrapped one would say just laid over the top a rasher of bacon okay drizzled on top of that yeah what is that stuff that's barbecue sauce really and that my friend with the chips alongside there's your hunter's chicken do you know what that looks to me just looking at it from here and it's glistening in the light obviously it's congealed all of that stuff on top of it as well that looks like the way a millionaire might die <laughs> Someone's just not told them one way or the other you should stop eating that. New it? Radicals is four minutes and 33 <laughs> seconds. I think that is a suitably safe amount of time to go and microwave this. Enjoy. Have a little... Uh, keep an eye out on our Facebook page and Twitter as well. Are we going to release this as a short, like, public informa information It's exactly commercial? that. It's an instructional video for the nation. If, like me, you've never seen Hunter's Chicken before, have a look now. Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Uh, Richie's just come through the door, like, as if we live in a flat together and we're going to sit down and watch telly. He's got his tea <laughs> there. He's got his Hunter's chicken and chips with a little napkin folded over. I'm just quickly hands. looking at some of the texts and uh, tweets. Richie, I'm with you on this. I love Hunter's chicken. Uh, Alan has actually just tweeted in a photo of Hunter's chicken that he's cooking for himself right this very minute. He's got a great old big bit of bacon on the top of his. 
Glenn says, dinner of champions. I'm shocked other listeners don't get it. This smells... I wish you could smell through the radio. One day we'll get there. Uh, it, it's, it smells absolutely beautiful. I'm it, really jealous of it, you. It does smell good. I've just been Googling um, where the name comes from, because the name is quite a curious thing, Hunter's Chicken. Yeah. Apparently, chasseur means hunter in French. So it shares uh, kind of lineage with chicken chasseur. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that unbelievable? Um, now you know. Uh, you will probably find, if you're in an office right now, you've got a kitchen in there. It's the end of the day. There's no forks left, I'm afraid. <laughs> Is that what's going to happen? I I'm going to eat Hunter's chicken re-microwave from earlier on with a spoon. And a knife. Brilliant. There you go. It's hot. Careful. Whoa. Um, it does look a bit weird, mate. I'll be honest with you. It does look a bit, a little bit weird. So it's a bit weird. I will just describe. Andy is going for a little bit of the butterfly breast. Oh, it smells like somebody might get in a burger. Actually, I know. Yeah. Hence me needing to use the. Don't mic- put it off. The mic- 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 One other really quick thing before I eat this. Um, I'm quite a hypochondriac. It's, again, just another string to my weirdo bow. Yeah. From having to change t-shirt when I have my hair cut. I don't like eating food that's been reheated. I've get. I've nuked that for three minutes. This is gonna be fine. It's fine. Anyone else getting frustrated with how long it's taking me to eat this? Oh, yeah, me. Here we go. John, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty good. Go. Look at that. Really good. 24 hours, but we did it. Well done, everyone. Get it on the Pub Food Charter. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. Look, so I've just been really honest and said that I'm a massive hypochondriac about eating reheated food. And Garbo's texting saying, Oh, no, 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 no. He no. says, Bush, don't eat it. You shouldn't reheat chicken. <laughs> After I've just eaten Richie's reheated. <laughs> that's what we'll be on the menu. Richie's reheated Hunter's chicken. Uh, I'd seen that text come in. Uh, I hoped you hadn't seen it. Uh, but I have just checked. And uh, the internet says, right. It doesn't matter how chicken meat is cooked the first time, it is only safe to reheat it once. But the key thing is, it is safe to reheat it once. Is it? Is it though? <laughs> because so. honestly, producer Dave's just had the rest of that. He's just taken it away like one of the foxes out of our back garden. I've never seen anything like it. And he growled at me when I went near him. But I'm, I'm a little bit worried about it. I'm, I hope you haven't poisoned us ahead of the big quiz night tonight. What about that? I, ho- I hope I haven't because I'm, I'm not up for doing all of the work. I know. <laughs> I'm up for 50-50 tonight. That's fine. Just kind so. of keeling over. Do you know what? Just having kind of digested things a little bit and, and taken in Hunter's Chicken, I think it's okay, but I wouldn't put it up there with three meals that have to be on as part of the pub food charter in terms of every pub in the UK has to have it. Can I tell you why? Go on. For me, it's a bit sizzling plate. Do you know what I mean? Sizzling plate? Certain pubs have these these uh, meals that they do on the sizzling plate, and it's all show... Fajitas? No, well, yeah, stuff that's all, like, all pizzazz, all show, but no yeah. substance. And one of those things where the waiter or waitress will take it through the centre of the bar on this ridiculous wooden slate with the sizzling plate on top, yeah, yeah. and everyone looks at it, and then everyone looks at you as if you had a birthday cake put in front of your lap there <laughs> at the table. So for me, it's all show. Do you know what I mean? What's that? Even the producer Dave said it's an all right meal, but there's not enough substance in it. All right? Wow, okay. So we agree, I'm afraid, to disagree. Absolute Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Can I thank you, first of all, for the prayers and correspondence 
from something that happened on yesterday's show. There's been a big outpouring about that cliffhanger. That was a hell of a cliffhanger on yesterday's show. When I'm thinking about it, it was like, do you remember, you ever used to watch Rocket Man, whatever, when you were a kid? Black and white thing about a guy that was like a Rocket Man had a backpack. On, yeah, yeah, yeah. It would always go and leave on like a 1955 <laughs> hangover and then a reset in the next episode. Just like that. So I told you about how over the weekend I discovered that my boiler was leaking. And no matter how happy I found myself at any point over the weekend, suddenly that boiler would come back to the front of mine and I'm thinking, I'm oh. soon going to be skinned. Well, this morning, the plumber was coming around mid-morning to have a look at the dripping boiler. Here we go, here we go. It's the moment you've all been waiting for. We've been in this house for about a year and a half. He's already come round and replaced the demister. He's replaced the, the PCB. I think that's a printed control board. Excellent. If you know your boilers Internal and all this kind of thing. boiler knowledge. I know a lot about boilers because of this boiler. And yesterday, when I'm thinking, oh, he's coming round again, I'm thinking, this is this is going to be it. This is now the new boiler, isn't it? I've even started price, pricing them up. I've looked, the, the Rolls-Royce of boilers, Boilers, the yeah. the Valent Eco Boiler. Oh. It's about 1,500, something like this. So I'm thinking, this is going to be a pricey business. <laughs> yeah. He comes around today. That's your automatic air valve, Rich. That's what's gone. Now this is gone. Is that what it is? It's another part. Soon this boiler is going to be like, it's going to be like Trigger's broom. It's, hey. gonna, it's not going to be any part of it that is the original. How much do you reckon for the automatic air valve? Oh, does, it, does it sound like a big thing? I'm not sure. This, just to get that replaced? I'm going to say 45 quid. 10 quid. Oh, that's not bad. Ten, that's great. 10 quid. That's the part. All that panic. All that panic. Because I think every, every household in the United Kingdom has a guy that, that has got this intimate knowledge of their boiler. Because you've had the same <laughs> bloke for years. Looks like Roy Hodgson. <laughs> yeah. You have to get Gary round. Gary knows how to fix but it. But here's the thing, right? Okay. So I've got away with this financially. I thought it was going to be a nightmare. Yeah. It's turned out not to be. But I tell you what, this does underline that the boiler is the neediest appliance in any household. I, I completely agree with you. They are a nightmare. They are, um, I would say, like troubled geniuses, boilers. Do you know what? They can turn it on some moments, quite literally. Sometimes nothing. Look, boilers are like the football equivalent or whatever of like Andy van der Maeder. Do you remember him for Everton? Everton player, yeah. Sometimes absolutely brilliant. Other times it looked like he'd won a competition to play. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I kind of agree with you. But are you saying that of all the stuff that's within Of all a the house? stuff in a household, the, the, the boiler is the neediest thing in there. Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Uh, talk about most needy household item. Think of all the things in your house. What do you reckon is always pressuring you for attention and comfort the most? It's got to be the boiler. For me, three times in a year and a half I've had to call out for that thing. And, and the weird thing is, it was only a tenner. I was just thinking about this. It was only ten quid this call out this morning or whatever. But oh. you know what that is? It's like the boiler just sending you a little warning saying, I'm there. <laughs> yeah. I'm still there. Uh, for me, I'm going to, although our boiler has been pretty bad, I mentioned this the other day that it, it uh, kind of packed up on Christmas Eve for us last time around, which is, you know, pretty like throwing your toys out of the pram yeah. on the eve of the football season, if yeah. I can carry on with that. Um, for me, I reckon in our house, the most needy uh, household item, upstairs toilet. Do you know what? Yes. Upstairs toilet. Downstairs toilet really behave, behaves itself. Absolutely fine. Upstairs loo, sometimes will flush, sometimes oops, can't be bothered, really. Top's coming off that probably about every three weeks in our house. Yeah, some little fiddle with that as well. And do you know it's playing the ultimate high-stakes game as well because <laughs> it's flushing. Because you're not going to go downstairs toilet, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Playing with that kind of stuff is yeah. life or death. So yeah, it gets it quite a high... 
you know, level of attention and care from people. Hoover's not getting a lot of love, a uh, lot of love on uh, no. on Twitter. Complicated piece of machinery, says Ali, capable of sucking uh, sucking up the odd sock, but strangely nothing smaller. I hate our Henry Hoover. I actually hate it. I hate the fact it's got that kind of oops face on it whenever it rolls over. Every time I use it, it rolls over. It's like a defensive move. As Nick says, one rogue piece of Lego up the nozzle, and that's it. Screwdriver's out again. I think that's uh, advice for all of us, actually. And Carol Ann, who says boiler and washing machine. I have insurance on both, as I couldn't be without either. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. This is Home Time on a Tuesday night. That's Crowded House. You're listening to Absolute Radio. 26 minutes past six. What is the neediest household appliance? I put it out there that it's the boiler. Do you know what? A lot of people are actually persuading me on Facebook to change my mind. I might agree with those people that are now saying the tumble dryer. A lot of people saying this. I've never owned a tumble dryer in my life. They seem like hard work. They are. As Emma Hill says, my dryer, I've got to empty out the water tray and the lint filter after every use. Yeah. Uh, Daniel going on, tumble dryer, applying its threat of busting into a fireball if it's not cleaned out on a regular basis. They do do that. Probably every three dries, there are little warnings or advisories going off saying, do this, do that, do this. Constantly pushing you around. Tumble dryer seems to me like starting a relationship with someone who's used to better. And you know what I mean? Like going on expensive holidays and stuff like that, and you can't really keep up. But you go along with it because you want dry clothes. Exactly, exactly, exactly. (laughs) Uh, We've had some other ones coming here. Lucy says, the toaster. One side either won't stay down or it won't pop back up again, which sets the smoke alarm off, which inevitably incinerates the slices of white. Oh, and the crumb tray falls off constantly. (laughs) Uh, Do you know what that is? That's a very good point. Sometimes that can ruin your morning. A lot of votes for microwave. Mike S says, the flipping microwave. Our microwave and our house combined with, uh, when we moved into our place, I didn't realise it, because for some reason I thought none of our pots and pans worked. Yeah. But this thing called, is it a convection oven? Was that the right word? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Convection yeah. hob. Yeah, 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 the hob, yeah. You, you have to have a particular type of metal, otherwise it doesn't work. Yeah. But I had no idea. So now, if you leave anything anywhere near our hob, it bleeps at you and tells you to move it off. Really? And then the microwave, if you've microwaved, so bearing in mind we've got like a six-week-old daughter that we're yeah. constantly microwaving and sterilising stuff, that bleeps at you when it's done. So every five minutes, I'm just getting <laughs> prodded and pushed up by these things. Just leave me alone. Absolute Radio. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. What household appliance causes you the most bother? Mike in Hereford's been on with, I can't believe something we've overlooked in this subject, Richie. He says, surely, chaps, it's the printer. The printer sums up everything that is wrong in modern life. Do you know what? I think he's right, particularly the way that printers seem to still be holding us to ransom uh, with cartridges. Well, you you can't these days use a printer without being signed up to some kind of cartridge plan. Imagine that subscription, monthly subscription to cartridges. It's incredible. And where, where do they fill these things up, bearing in mind how, how expensive they are. They send them off to, like, a, a gold mine underground to be filled up by elves. I don't think Madness. I print enough to warrant the amount of emails I get saying yeah. your cartridges are worryingly low. And then you or st- please, please turn your printer on to check that we're at the... It's, yeah... 
yeah, yeah. That, he's got a great point. And also the panic where you uh, notice that the printer starts mixing colours together just to make black, and you think, that's, that's a real waste. <laughs> Shouldn't be doing that. Also, other thing I can't believe that we haven't mentioned is, is just the amount of texts or tweets that have been along this kind of line. Yes. Boilers the most needy, mine takes ages to get fired up in the morning, makes odd noises, dodgy missions. We've been married for years, wouldn't swap her. You're better than that. You are better than that. Come on. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. Andy Bush and Richie Firth with Home Time. Good to have your company on this Tuesday night as we head towards 7 o'clock. Time to do this. Okay, right, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Pop yourself up, Richie. I have been excited about sharing this story all show. Um, time travel. I, I, I find it a fascinating subject. Oh, I love the idea of it. If you if you download our podcast tonight, we, we actually have quite a big disagreement about the uh, the finer points of time travel at the very start of it, don't we? So this is we interesting. We do, and I, I think that a lot of people will change their opinion after I tell you about this. A man called William Taylor... Uh, is a time traveller and he has come out and told how he has been part of a project sponsored by the British government. Right. And he has just come back from the year 8,973 <laughs> where, where he has met telepathic robot-human hybrids. Wow. That's, you know, normally when you hear about time travel and people, they normally go for, say, I've, been, I've just come back from the year 2096 or whatever. But what year is he saying? 8,973. Blimey, he's going for it, isn't he? Now, here's the, here's the amazing thing about this. Yeah. William Taylor has passed a lie detector test. So uh, uh, my truth. apologies if you can hear our producer wheezing and laughing in the background. Uh, it doesn't really matter uh, what he thinks about this. <laughs> this. This is incredible. A lie detector test. These things are like 99%, you know, that it's, it's, it's faultless. But unless that just means the lie detector test means that he's definitely convinced himself he did it, he has been there. Do you know what I mean? He's Let, definitely convinced that he did it, whether he went to the year 8,962 or I've whatever. I've got a lot of stuff I still need to talk to you about this, so I'm Go not, not going to listen to your cynicism. He claimed that he spent six hours in the year 8,973 and didn't want to come back because he describes it as a utopia where there is no crime or conflict and there are cures to every problem. Wow. He said he met cyborg-like residents who had abnormally large heads and eyes. Is he talking about Ilfracoon? Because <laughs> I think I've been there. It's Devon Thang. And very small mouths, and they've been gifted with immortality. Since they all speak English, right. they've all been implanted in a chip which instantly brain scans and translates words into whatever language was most comfortable. Do you know what? I love how he circumnavigated the old sci-fi issue that was always levelled at Star Trek. How come they could always speak the same language as them <laughs> when they got off on the planet? But well done there, but William. Here's, here's a fascinating and chilling thing, right? He says he's also been to the year 3000 and describes that as a far less pleasant experience. He said, I didn't want to be there very long at all. There was a red sky, pollution everywhere. I realised it was radiation in the air, and I left very quickly. Is he having a pop-up busted there? Because I swear <laughs> they mentioned that. I think it's a massive pop-up busted. Final question that I'm going to answer for you. Right. William has said, and bear in mind, lie detector test and everything, time travel will be available for all by... Ooh, I'm going to say maybe 2025. 2028! Way! Ten years away! Three years behind schedule as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> 
Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. And there's the show. For me, very strong. For me, that was the show equivalent of Arsenal's team goal from the other Oh, night. wow. If you do yourself one thing, search out the third goal from Arsenal versus Leicester last night. Bit of uh, going into the world of sports broadcasting here, but oh. wow. Fluid movement in I f- footballing fashion. I feel really bad, actually, because I saw a tweet saying... Uh, effing hell Arsenal and I thought oh let's have a look at this they must have like mucked up so they started playing around at the back because I was watching it on the tweet and then they just scored this brilliant goal like 55 touches that was the old Arsenal you were thinking about it was the old Arsenal Andy Bush and Richie Firth trying to crowbar football into absolutely everything (laughs) since this show began